Welcome to The Jesus Follower, a podcast about helping ordinary people be close to an extraordinary God. The goal? To help you experience the life you were designed to live in the good times, tough times, and in the moments that nobody else sees. Daniel, I have one question for you. How dare you shut corn um, like you did on Sunday when Lauren and I were away? Um, it was good. Oh. We get to talk about it today, episode 39, I think it was, of the Jesus Follower. Um, you went out there and preached, and uh, we're going to get to talk about that today. But it's good to be back. Good to see you and, and be with you all in this room again. Yeah, glad to have you all back and appreciate your willingness to take the take the plunge to the convention on behalf of the church. and and inform us on all the things that was going on there real blessing to hear and a lot of learning i think hopefully it was a learning for you all too and just hearing kind of what what was going on down in new orleans or new orleans however new orleans. you say it yeah nolens nolens yeah, yeah <laughs> i don't as, know uh, as he was at the convention but very grateful to have you back good to be with you yeah yeah it's great uh Tupi, and uh, it was a very enlightening experience there, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, one thing I was actually going to mention, I forgot to um, during our show where we talked about it. If we haven't, if you haven't listened to it, yeah, it was a couple episodes ago. We got to live stream from uh, our Airbnb that we yeah. stayed at in Mississippi afterwards. That was a great time to be at the beach. But um, uh, th- there was a couple things that um, stuck out during the meeting, and one major thing that uh, kind of raised some red flags with uh, some, I think it'll be addressed uh, next year, was um, with the uh, Baptist Faith and Message itself, there was a motion brought to the floor by a messenger to um, amend it and to change it. It was a very small amend- uh, amendment to it, but to change that language in Article 6 from, and that's the kind of been the hot button thing to where it essentially <laughs> says only men um, are permitted by Scripture to serve in the office of pastor. Um, and a Amendment was brought up to make that um, language read pastor slash elder slash overseer instead of just pastor. And uh. um, it passed, and uh, which is a, a good thing, but it was startling how quickly the Baptist Faith message can be amended and oh, that it happened yeah. in the span of like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a very um, inconsequential change and clarification. I think it's helpful, but. Um, that's one thing afterwards that is probably worthy of note for us and going to next year people have said that they'll bring motions to change that process because anything else like even in the bylaws of uh the convention itself apart from the statement of faith you have to uh you know vote on it over a certain number of years and then it has to be approved by like the executive committee or brought to them and like this whole process and then you can amend the baptist faith and message in like five minutes (laughs) yeah it it, it probably sets a bad precedent but uh there are other things that happen people have covered it well on uh YouTube and podcast, but uh, that was one thing I felt worthy of bringing up, at least for our body, is something to keep an eye on, especially as we'll probably get to go next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in our backyard there in Indianapolis, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a good time nonetheless. But still, uh, a, a lot of business things that uh, were not expected were uh, brought forward there. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to really talk about that during our live stream the other day. 
Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure there's a whole lot that you could talk about, you know, try to hit the high points of the meeting, but there's probably a whole lot of other stuff that went on in the long days that you were attending, I'm certain. Yeah. And, and you know, it is kind of strange that they could do that so quickly on something like the Baptist Faith and Message. Right, <laughs> you know? right. I mean, that seems kind of strange. Usually it's always a process, it seems like, but, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that's something. Yeah. yeah, it is a lot to keep track of. But it's still the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. That was a question that was answered. It's not the Baptist Faith and Message 2023. It's just the 2001 as amended. So yeah. uh, I'm sure as we go into next year, we'll we'll visit the topic again and let it lie for now. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we appreciated the time, and it's good to be back. Yeah, glad to have you back, too. Glad you was able to go. It's a great mm-hmm. experience, it sounds like. Very yeah, encouraging was, experience overall. Yes, yeah. yes, very. An eye-opening and uh, good perspective on uh, where we are as a family of churches and how we might fit into that or aspire to even within yeah. those things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was good. But also, I don't think we ever really got to talk about it, but uh, Vacation Bible School came and went, and uh, we kind of glossed over it. But there's just been some exciting things happening in the life of the church, and it's yeah. easy to get stressed out when there's so many things happening and tired out. But there's a lot of good that happened during that week. It was four uh, souls that yeah. took a step towards faith. Yeah, yeah. There's four four decisions that was made, which is really awesome. We had a lot of, uh, well, a few different kids that we're not used to seeing from year to year, I think, that came out and um, had a lot of help, which was really awesome. You know, really great encouragement to see so many parts of the body of Christ here at Rolling Hills be willing to give up a week and come out every night and and serve kids in the name of Jesus. So, yeah, really, really great, great week in the Lord. And, you know, it's one of those things I always feel like uh, when you're tired in the Lord, it's a it's a refreshing almost thing. It's an encouraging thing to be able to be tired in the Lord rather than tired just because of all the outliers that you're trying to all the little fires you're trying to put out all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you all have a, a same focus focus and direction that you're moving on something like VBS and and the week is long and it's long days but uh, very well worth it to be able to share Christ with kids and love on them in the name of Jesus so really great time yes absolutely I think of even and this plays into what you preached on um on Sunday, just with God uh, directing and His directing being the best over our sense of control. But I think of, uh, I won't say their names, but one guy, we were short on group leaders to lead the kids from uh, group to group. And um, one guy that they're newer to the church, and um, he was uh, available, but didn't really think it was for him at first, as far as I understand. And then um, God convicted him, and he came to us and said, wherever you can use me, um, I'll be able. And we placed him there right in the fire with uh, fifth graders and um and he, he served there faithfully, and it was good. And with him, a, a youth uh, member had volunteered to be with him. Yeah. And it was an unlikely pairing. They would yeah. have never talked to each other otherwise. <laughs> yeah. And if you see them or know them, that's obvious why, just personality-wise, um, just very, very different. Um, but they uh, started at the beginning of the week, I think, strangers. They never yeah. really talked to each other Pretty before much. then or met. Yeah. Um, sat in different places in the sanctuary, the whole thing. And um, by the end of the week, Week, there were deep conversations being had, discipleship level conversations that uh, Lauren and I overheard, others overheard, yeah. and uh, that wouldn't happen apart from 
serving together in yeah. church, and that's huge because you can't uh, you can't manufacture that or you you can't uh, you, you know put that together otherwise of just putting them both in a room and then just say okay go for it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That happens because he was uh, well they both were obedient to what yeah. they, where they felt God was leading, and it led to somewhere that would have never been able to happen um, by by a man made you know uh, yeah. construction of it all well and the cool thing too you know is talking about you know sunday a little bit and, and all in god's plan because both of them are going to jamaica on the mission trip too so you yeah. would have thought that that the pairing would start you know there was a little bit of going to meetings together in the same meeting but maybe not directly engaging with one another and now the, this relationship has been formed, and now they may be, you know, who knows? They may be on the same VBS team in Jamaica sharing the gospel with kids there uh, in the month of July. So, you know, it's just yeah. crazy to think, like, how God would orchestrate and work the details out that we don't even know need to be worked out, you know, really. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I, I I forgot who said Lauren was the one that first was just so amazed. I shared it yeah. with someone the other day, and I was like, I can't remember who said that. Somebody, but it was Lauren. That's who it was. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, I forgot if other people had heard too, but it was Lauren. We sat beside them uh, when we ate, and that was another ministry. We ate so well that we the volunteers did. That was my favorite part of the night. Selfishly, yeah. <laughs> was going to see what the ladies had. Um, had put together but uh my mom from back home and she realized she must have watched a video or something she realized she said that's a cool thing that they feed the volunteers i said yeah and it was it was good very good so that's what <laughs> so, if you're hearing this and think vbs isn't for you at the very least you get food so <laughs> it's a party at least yeah right yeah but uh but yeah no uh, amazing time we were just talking i have uh the tendency to just really undersell the ability that God has in my own mind in the sense of VBS you uh, have seen you know moderate results of different things in the yeah. past and aren't really feeling it maybe so maybe that's even a reason some don't volunteer and why I haven't in the past you just don't really get it yeah yeah but when I hear stories like that and see that God is in what we're doing yeah. even in the midst of everything that might not be ideal happening that's so encouraging it yeah. reminds us in tandem with the preaching of the word, and yeah. it does play into it all uh, what God is doing to lead us together coherently yeah. as a church. Yeah, that's right, and and it's an, it's an incredible. There's a bonding that takes place in serving Jesus yep. together, you know, and you don't experience that. You can't just mentally understand it without the experience. I think you have to you have to be in that, and it does come often when you're when you're wore out and you're selling, you're given all that you've got, what you feel like is all the juice in the tank, if you will, and then you see you know people coming alongside and people there with you, um, and you doing it together, and it just yeah. creates like just a very very special bond that uh, is really amazing really a great praise and testimony for sure it is yeah, yeah absolutely I'm excited to see where we're gonna go um, but to get back to the main point you shucked corn on uh, <laughs> Sunday let me pull out my physical copy of the word while I'm doing that I just listened to the sermon and I forget where you were at so remind us <laughs> okay. of uh, yes. the passage and uh, the elevator pitch of it all yeah so we were we were in second chronicles 33 primarily we were looking at uh, just the fact that 
that God essentially there's a whole lot of things but uh, you know the, the gist of it is is that God uh, desires and is able to save and God's avenue of saving and bringing folks to redemption is not often what we would think like we would we would never say we looked at Manasseh specifically and you know it was Father's Day and so we were thinking you know I was thinking Manasseh you know he had an incredibly godly father in Hezekiah on this earth anyway incredibly godly uh, dad and uh, and Manasseh actually went a complete opposite direction initially than his dad was uh, you know he went against uh, away from God uh, in such a a really mighty way he was going deliberately in the wrong direction and 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 so we we see that in just a, a number of ways as is described in uh, in second Chronicles when it comes to Manasseh and that's just you know he was he basically even got to the point that he was sacrificing to uh, other gods you know uh, sacrifice and his children through the fire to like the god of Molech is, is usually the one that is described as the god that they sacrifice their children to uh, but but the big picture thing is that God God took him into captivity in Babylon and in captivity in Babylon he was in such affliction that instead of him calling the shots and doing things his way he was so broken that he looks up and he cries out to God and God hears him and, and forgives him seemingly and restores him into a place of being king of Israel again. And, you know, I think just in the world we live in, there's a lot of people that feel like that, uh, and I hear this just floating around, this concept of, well, you don't know how bad I've been, and and no way God can forgive me, or um, even though I'm I'm redeemed, I still got to drag these sins, there's all these things I've done wrong in my life. And and I look at the story of Manasseh, I'm like, really, you know, that is, that is not the case. Like, there is a place of of redemption at the feet of the Father um, in Jesus for all, and yeah. it doesn't like it doesn't disqualify you if you've done a lot of bad things because we've all done a lot of bad things. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And so I, I read Manasseh, and I'm like, man, he was he is really really wicked and bound and determined to do things his own way. But then God brings him to a place of captivity. Essentially, effectively, he brings him to a place on his knees is what I envision it being, crying out to him. And then God hears him, which is incredibly merciful and loving mm-hmm. and forgiving. And, and he restores him. And, and it's just a, an incredible picture of, you know, a lot of times we would never think, oh, the best place for Manasseh to be is in Babylon in captivity. But that was the best place for Manasseh to be because of his pride, because of his selfishness. He mm-hmm. needed to be done, to be there. We also we we paralleled it to some degree with Acts nine and and Saul because the best place for Saul to be was was blinded, you know, for a while. Yeah. He he needed to see that light on the road to Damascus and and be brought to his knees or be blinded before the Father and and understand who God was compared to who he was before he could ever find the redemption that he really needed. And, uh, and so it was just a, a tremendous reminder to me. And, and I encourage people at church, and I would encourage you as well, if you have somebody that comes along and they say, well, you just don't know how bad I've been, or I've got to get my life cleaned up first, or I've got to, and all these, these what we'll just call excuses, you can we can always take them to Manasseh. And mm-hmm. so you think you're bad, look at this guy. And it like God's word lists it out, lists several things that Manasseh did, completely gold in opposition to God, opposing directions that God would want him to go, and yet God still heard him, forgave him, restored him, uh, and and 
took him to the place he needed to be to truly cause him to look up. And that's just an incredible thing to me. It is. Yeah, it really takes a lot of pressure off of the individual to get everything right, which yeah. is a gospel in and of itself yeah, in our culture today. Because it's, it's not by works. In Manasseh, yeah. there was nothing in him that was like, oh, I want to do things God's way. That wasn't the case at all. God's like, listen, if you're not going to listen to me, basically, this is just me, uh, but then I'll, I'll, I'll show you. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's effectively what he did. And I, and I think today that God's got his own way to get our attention if, if it need be. I mean, I think God can get our attention if we're not willing to listen on our own in extreme ways. I think that's what he did with Manasseh. That's what he did with Saul. And that's what he does with people in his word. And it's just a question of, are we going to be obedient? Are we going to look up? Are we willing to be humbled and lay aside our pride and our selfishness and understand who he is and repent? Or mm-hmm. are we just going to be like a bull in a china closet and just keep banging and 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 doing our own thing all the way to the end and and I just praise God for his his faithfulness and his love and his mercy in in our lives that he would hear Manasseh is an incredible thing when he cried out because of how sinful and not just his sin, but he led a whole nation, God's people, away from God. Hezekiah got it all back in place, or a lot of it, and then he went the wrong direction, and God still forgave him and restored him. Uh, and the cool thing was that you also see the transformation, and then I'll I'll kind of uh, I'll, I'll kind of quiet down for a minute, but we see oh, no. the transformation that you know when he comes back, he starts setting everything in place in a better way for the Lord and and so all the stuff mm. that he was doing he's not doing that anymore in, in in verse like 14 and on down in second Chronicles 14 through 20 Manasseh comes back changed and that's that's what happens when we give our life to Jesus is transformation we're not the same we're not going on the same trajectory because our life has been redeemed and our vision has been set upon the Lord and the Savior instead of just on our own selfish motivations and ways and now we see a NASA that's trying to set things back in order the way God would have him to, to, to do. And it's just an incredible picture, I think. It's crazy. It, I've been reading, um, I'm almost done with this book called Experiencing God. I don't know if you've heard of it by yeah, uh, Henry yeah. Blackaby, Blackaby, I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, one point he made in it um, was that a lot of our conversation, even as Christians, and it, I, I heard it a lot when I was growing up, was what is uh, God's plan for your life, or what's God's plan for my life? And it's all focused on uh, things like jobs, or colleges, or uh, you know paths that you can take, and it's a, it's a fair question, but he made the point, the better question is, what is God's plan? And yeah. just leave it there. Yeah. And we see that shift in the meaning there, I think, with Manasseh's life and why that's so huge of a distinction to make. Because Manasseh didn't feel like, I've been saved, I have to now do all these things good for God because that's the plan for my life. Like, I, I have to do this because now I have. It, it wasn't focused on him. It no. was focused on and because of what God did for him. It yeah. was a natural outflow. And God's plan was in that where Manasseh went and those redemptive things that he devoted his life to after that. So it's not that we have to create that redemption, and that wasn't Manasseh's mindset at all. What Grace says is that God has provided that. Now we can join him in his plan. He's going to get it done, but that's where our purpose is found is with him, and that's both in 
fellowship with him and in action. Yeah. And not, that's not separated from each other. Yeah, that's a great point. Great distinction that's made here, too, as well. You know, that that he just, you know, and it was. It was an effort. It wasn't a pressure thing for Manasseh. It was a mm. no-brainer at that point. You know, the yeah. Bible in the New Testament talks about our reasonable service, right? Uh, I think it's in it's in Romans 12 uh, that as, as Paul writes to uh, the Roman believers or the, uh, or the Roman folks, you know, he says, uh, he calls it our reasonable service. He says, uh, be not conformed to this work. No, sorry. Sorry, verse number one of Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Then uh, I think for Manasseh and for those that really meet Jesus when it comes from an overflow of the grace, an overflow of the love and the and the forgiveness and the mercy, then you then your service to him is not, it's God's plan. That's a great point. It's not something that we are producing. It's something that's already been completed already been done already been known by God and we just get to join in so Manasseh wasn't like looking at these set of rules that he wrote out he's just like hey man I, I experienced God's rescue so let's get this nation in order for him because I experienced mm-hmm. who he was in a mighty way and that he would still hear me and I, again I, he doesn't say all that but you just can imagine like he he, he experienced God for himself a own personal relationship and he came down to his rescue so then he comes back and he's like you know what I'm going to do everything I can for him because he's done so much for me and that was just it you know and and, and it is God's plan and uh, I think it makes such a difference when we live according to God's plan uh, instead of like so often we try to accumulate our own our own like strategy to complete God's plan instead of just Mm. being obedient to what God says to do Right. And that plays out even in Romans 12, verse 2. It doesn't read, transform yourself by the renewing of your mind, which is, I think, where we go to. It's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. So it's not, we can put so much weight into plans of discipleship, Bible reading, all these things to make ourselves better, God's plan for my life. But really, that's God's job. Yeah. And that's what it's already done we believe in our justification and in our sanctification we believe that you know partially that's already done that he is going to lead us regardless of circumstances and in that like he's an ultimate control and that's what another point you made in that is that it's it's his path and that's all together with his sovereignty and his love and it's 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 all tied together god God just doesn't stand in the distance he's in all as the scripture says and that's truly uh paradigm shifting because we don't have any moral agency at that point to make a good christian life for ourselves yeah it's not a part of the picture it's just it literally is obedience yeah, and and that, but that comes like I mean I know the the word sets a, a, a foundation for that and gives us direction on that, but you know there's yeah. there's a lot of things that may that he may lead us in that may not be something that we would expect as you know in the same light. Yeah, um, and I think about you know Manasseh's testimony. Uh, most of us are probably not thinking, Lord, uh, I really want that person to be saved. So if you could please lead them into captivity somewhere and com- 
completely break them, then I know that will bring them. You know, I mean, we're not we're not thinking about that, but yet God and His His sovereign plan and His foreknowledge and 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 His all you know and and all that He is, He sees. Okay, this is what this is going to take, uh, mm-hmm. and that's why we can trust Him because we would never see that. We would never know that that would be what it would take, and that Babylon and captivity could be the place we needed to be. We would never know stuff like that, but yeah. He He sees it all from start to finish, and we can be. We can trust that, and we can be a people that walk by faith because we see him do what's right always and always get the right decision and always hit the mark, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that makes then decisions, uh, you know, little decisions character-wise, like uh, no one will see this or this doesn't matter, even in terms of, you know, this easy things like uh, lust or even uh, gossip or things like that. It doesn't seem consequential to anything. But that's a indicator that we're not trusting in the direction that God has for us. That's right. Because that's that's part of it. But even without, I, I even when everything is uh, good, and you also spoke to that, like a good decision is only the best decision, or something. It's not exact, but because God's in it, when He's guiding it, that's the way we know that it's the right path. Because yeah. His path's always the right path. Um, I think that was illustrated well even i just thought that at, at the convention there was one uh, moment where uh, the seminaries were giving their reports and uh, the presidents and uh, over and over it was very orchestrated and i see why they did it and it's a it's a it's a good cause uh, we're obviously but there was uh for each seminary president after they speak they get like uh three to five minutes to answer questions so obviously only a few questions get to be asked and uh, a person would line up at the microphone for each president minus like two and uh, asked a question about abortion and uh, it was very very planned you could tell it was very scripted and it was uh, uh, something to the ends of do you support legislation that would you know uh, uh, criminalize Abortion, like the mothers or whatever. It wasn't that specific, but that's a good thing, and we want to talk about it, but there is also a place at the convention, the context, we just passed a, um, uh, a, a, what, a resolution last year. That we Southern Baptists are real big on uh, you know, anti-abortion, pro-life causes in the best of ways. Yeah, like it's yeah. a great thing. I'm yeah. not speaking against that, but there, are, it's just it keeps. Uh, there, there's this group that really like that's all they talk about, and it's a good thing. But it wasn't the best thing for that moment, and uh, it took away from better questions that could have been asked for these seminary presidents in their setting. You know that. You know, so that might not be a best example per what the text is saying. Yeah. but there is a sense of. We need to trust God for the right thing and not just pull at the first good thing that comes to us and say, this is God leading us. Yeah, that's right. Because that might not be the case. Yeah, and I think think that's the big thing. It's hard to know, you know, and we, you know, we're talking about different things about following the Spirit's guidance and and understanding God's plan and being, you know, good listeners to that, in that light. But, you know, it's, it's it's my tendency, if I have a good idea, to say, oh, this must be it because it makes sense. But I found in life that, you know, and even as I read the Scripture, that just because it makes 
sense to me doesn't mean it's God's idea or doesn't mean it's God's way or God's will. It may just be, hey, you know, here's a and, and a lot of a lot of things have started with good intentions, but ended very badly because man's good mm-hmm. intentions doesn't always bring about the will of God. You know what I mean? Or the or the way of God. So yep. we have to understand that because, I mean, there's a lot of times it seems like as you look at a cause that maybe has got off the rails or or, or something that's like way over here and you're like, well, uh, you hear people say things like, well, I think at the beginning the intentions were right, but then this happened. And it's like, well, okay, we can have all the good intentions, but good intentions are not a substitute for God's will and God's way and God's plan. So it's just important for me to remember that as well as it is for all of us, I think, according to the Word of God. So It is. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Oh, for sure. I think this leads very well into what we're planning on talking about on Friday. Early on, right when we started the podcast, we had a a person in our church suggest that we talk about prayer and what is uh, the purpose of that in the life of a believer, why do we need to pray when God knows everything? Yeah. Those kind of questions. And uh, I think we're leading very well uh, right into that. So we're planning on talking about that this yeah. Friday. Yeah, it should be exciting. Hope you all will will come back and join us for that discussion. It'll be, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting one. And uh, prayer is such an important thing in Scripture. So to kind of dice, to dig into that uh, idea or that important trait of a Christian life and a relationship with Christ is uh, it's going to be very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then just a reminder, next week we'll have a normal slate of three, uh, a sermon, and then Wednesdays, and then Friday, we're so excited, we have uh, Jen Pollock-Michelle, um, author and uh, great uh, you know, Christian thought leader on the podcast, and that's going to be a wonderful conversation, we're recording that soon, and uh, from there, we're going to take a little break, just for uh, sermons to keep coming up on the show, but we're going to take a couple month hiatus, be back with a season two of sorts in uh, September. We already have a uh, couple of great, well, probably August, but a couple of great um, uh, interviews lined up for that that we're hoping, and yeah. uh, we're excited for what's to come. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it, and hopefully, hopefully you all get to hear from other people as we have more of these interviews, and it'll be very um, very good knowledge and very good discussion for, for all of us, so it'll be an exciting time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, one more note, uh, just as a timestamp for people listening in the future, the Cincinnati Reds are in first place as of this recording. So in the <laughs> National League Central, that might not last for long. But uh, I'll let you know on Friday. <laughs> but we'll see you Friday. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah, we'll see you then.